0: weakness this morning in the fact that Aunt Faye is now separated from us because that means that she is very much in the presence of the Lord right now. While her mortality was plagued by arthritis and other ailments which come because, as the Apostle Paul wrote, the outer man decays, she has now been delivered unto immortality and the perfection of That comes to the inner man by the glorification that is granted to all who trust in Jesus Christ by his resurrected power. Um, There's a whole lot I could expound upon about Aunt Faye. She was the wife of Uncle Bob, my my grandfather's brother. Um, She loved her children, Wes and Wendy, Karen and Scott as well. She loved her grandchildren. And was very proud of them. She was also, as John spoke a few minutes ago, a charter member of this church. A fact that she was very proud of. And I also, by God's grace, got to grow up here. And some of my own personal earliest church memories include her and Uncle Bob. And my grandparents and my mom and my brother. And and we would be in the early service, which was a few hundred steps away in the chapel. During a time in the mid-80s when this building was being built because that building over there was not big enough to handle the growth that was happening at this church and that's something that she was always very proud about. Uh, She was a faithful member of Hickory Grove Baptist Church. I could also say plenty about how she loved her nieces and nephews like me. Uh, She and Uncle Bob were very active as an aunt and uncle. Uh, They always welcomed us into their home I was just talking to my brother a few minutes ago about how you know, when we lived in kind of adjoining neighborhoods, we just went over there for no reason at all. And mostly it was to get ice cream in the end, but there was always ice cream there, never never out of ice cream. Um, but they, they were always quick to welcome us into their home uh, unannounced. One of the best parts of my own personal childhood is something I often talk about when I'm talking about my aunt and uncle, and that's going over to their house to watch wrestling. Uh, I was of course a big wrestling fan and uh, many Thanksgiving nights I spent over at their house after we'd done our stuff during the daytime, I'd go over there and I was introduced to the, the wonderful combination of turkey and barbecue sauce at their house and I'm, I'm going to be thankful until the day I die for that um, she always showed love though um, I've got this vivid memory of December 18th 1989 and A couple hundred steps away, right over there, in the recently renovated chapel, which, by the way, looks great. If if you're still a member here, it looks wonderful. I've seen pictures. But my grandfather went to be with Jesus the day before, on December 17th. And we were doing the visitation. He he had suffered with cancer. And um, it was toward the end of the visitation that I was up at the front of the chapel. And... Most people had come and gone by now, man. I tell you what, there were so many people there that night. But I was up at the front, and it was open casket. And I guess for the first time there, I was standing there, and the finality of him being gone hit me in such a way that I just kind of burst out crying. She was there. She was right there to hug me, to remind me that everything was going to be okay because everything is okay with Jesus. And that's just something I'll never forget. But more than anything, at least to me, and John touched on this, is whenever I think of Aunt Faye, I think of Aunt Faye and Uncle Bob together. Um, she was as close to the embodiment of a godly wife as I think I've ever known. Um, for 67 years, she was married to him and lived out pretty close an approximation to what the God-given biblical ideal for marriage should be. In the book of Genesis, we read that Yahweh, the God who created the heavens and the earth, saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone, so he found a helper suitable for him. The scripture says this, so Yahweh God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept and he took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. Yahweh, the Lord God, fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's Genesis two twenty-one to 24. And in an era in the the late 70s and early 80s and and into the 80s when nationwide divorce rates were beginning to soar in in fact in my own home Um, along with my grandparents Uncle Bob and Aunt Faye their marriages were rocks those those marriages were godly examples which I will always try to aspire to even to this day and beyond Uh, that that phrase joined to his wife in Genesis 2 Aunt Faye was surely joined to you, Uncle Bob. Um, I will always associate one with the other. It's practically impossible for me to think about one without thinking of the other, and I think that's the way it should be. Um, after my grandfather, Bob's brother, died in 1989, my, my grandmother, Millie Barnett, also a charter member here, she went to be with Jesus almost seven years ago. Um, she outlived my grandfather by 25 years, so there's a a degree to which I can think of her separately from him because she lived so long after he he passed on. But I don't think that'll ever be the case with Aunt Faye and Uncle Bob. Um, they, they are just intertwined in my mind because in, in my 44 plus years, that's how it's always been. Her at his side, his suitable helper. Um, really, a, a picture of Ephesians chapter 5, 22 to 33. I, I just, I want to read that. It says, Wise be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory. "...having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to also love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Because we are members of his body." And then Paul repeats Genesis. "...for our reason. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife." And the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself. And the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. I know that's a mouthful, but as a wife, she was subject to her husband as to the Lord. He was her head. He he, Aunt Faye, Uncle Bob was always trying to glorify her and glorify God and be her head. And in her husband, she found security and and he loved her and he praised her. If I've ever seen an earthly picture of that passage, Aunt Faye and Uncle Bob is about as close as it gets. It's the picture that I know many of you may not be Facebook friends uh, with Wendy, but she posted this picture online a few days ago. I I had seen it before, taken in one of these pews, probably right back there in the middle, if I remember where they sat correctly enough. But her arthritis-ridden hands on his, just a picture of two lives bound together through the years. There's another picture that her granddaughter Blair posted a few days ago where she had come by to surprise them one day and just the, the joy that they have as they sandwich her and this, the, the contagious smiles on all of their faces it, it was just beautiful it, it, it's a picture of love it's a picture of, of pride in celebrating the multi-generational fruit of lives that are devoted to Jesus Christ and to one another two lives together The husband-wife relationship created by God to point us to the relationship that Jesus wants to have with us and that he does have with us. And she looked to her head. She was devoted to her head. She was so often identified with her head. And I pray that we would be as well, our head being Jesus. There are a lot of things I could say From Scripture, I mean, I could go through all kinds of things and say, look at Faye Barnett, look at my Aunt Faye, and you'll see a good example of that. Acts 20, verse 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Or or Titus 2. Titus 2 is a chapter in which Paul is talking to the church, he's instructing the church, pastors in the church how different groups of people in the church are to conduct themselves and relate to one another so that the church of God might glorify God the most. It's a chapter that has meant a lot to me personally. When I've pastored churches, it's a a passage I wish was more taught in in churches and by those who who live the name of, of Christ, who claim the name of Christ, that we would live it out. But Aunt Faye lived it. Just on three verses, Titus 2, 3 through 5. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. The Word of God was not dishonored by Aunt Faye's life. And I don't think I could ever say anything better about her. She loved her husband. She loved her children. She was sensible. She was pure. She made her home. She was kind. She has left for all of us a strong and valuable heritage of faithfulness for her children and for you and me. So, yes, this is bittersweet. But the bitter part is all on our end. The bitter part is in the fact she's not here and and we are going to miss her greatly. I'm going to miss her greatly. But the sweetness is hers. And we get a little taste of that too. Because we know she's with the Lord. She'll never be sad again. Her hands will never hurt again. She'll never cry again. And best yet, because we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God, she'll never sin again because Jesus has paid the price for her sins. And I would be remiss today if I did not say to each and every one of us, that sweetness is only available to those who have been, in the very words of Christ, born from above. Our God, and Aunt Faye knew this, our God has a requirement and that requirement is perfect righteousness Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And, of course, the problem with that is there is none righteous, no, not one. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the result, if nothing, changes is God justly judging us in accordance with our sins and us being judged eternally in the lake of fire. But thanks be to God, there is one and there is only one solution because he sent his Son into the world the one and only solution for our righteousness deficiency. Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, lived a perfectly sinless life. He died on the cross to bear the full fury of the wrath of the Father for all sin, for all time, for all who will ever believe. So the question each of us is left with, and this funeral is is for our benefit, faith is just fine. So the question each of us is left with on this day in which we contemplate her death and celebrate her life and rejoice in her eternal life is this what about me? what about you? are you born from above today? have you been saved from sin and its wages which is death? do you know if Jesus has saved you because again the result if nothing changes is judgment If Aunt Faye were here today, she wouldn't be so much concerned with the old stories. And she wouldn't even be so much concerned with giving all of us a hug, which she always did. She'd want us to know the glory that she now knows. She would want us to have repented of our sins and be entrusting ourselves wholly to Jesus Christ. I think... The Lord, that Aunt Faye lived a life that pointed me, and if you knew her, pointed you to him. And now her eternal life is all about him. And to that I say to God, be the glory, great things he has done. I thank him for giving me and forgiving all of us, Aunt Faye.